everybody. Welcome back. It's another episode of Reliving the Lights, a Friday Night Lights rewatch podcast. My name is Josh Kuypers. Hey, I'm Anthony Hookman. And we are your hosts. It's episode 507. We're winding down, but we're we're going strong. Uh, Anthony, how are things going over there in uh, South Dakota today? Yeah, you know, uh, fine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a Friday. Can't complain a whole lot, you know. Yep. Uh, do you guys, uh, God, am I really going to talk about the weather? I was just going to ask you, do you, <laughs> you guys get that snow we got uh, out here in Iowa? Yeah, yeah we got We, we got a couple inches. Uh, what was it? Tuesday, maybe Wednesday, somewhere in there. Are you a person that if you're going to have winter, you'd rather, you'd just as soon have snow on the ground or have you been enjoying the snowless winter we've mostly been having? Um, that's a, an interesting question because I've got a pretty uh, loaded answer. Okay. Um, I knew you would. So uh, <laughs> normally, uh, you know, you, if you asked me this question three years ago, I would say I, I'm not a fan of winter regardless, but I would rather have it with no snow on the ground because it, uh, you know, hinders driving ability. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hate that. Mm-hmm. Um, however, between now me working from home Uh, So I don't have to drive to work every day Mm -hmm. and also just general global warming anxiety (laughs) um, or climate change anxiety. I will say that I spent like a solid month, like the month of January, just kind of being like, I don't know, pretty concerning that it's uh, like the second really mild winter in a row. (laughs) Right. So uh, I, I will say that as much of a pain in the butt it was to leave my apartment yesterday to go get lunch, um, uh, I, I kind of welcomed this little little blast of snow. Yeah. Uh, even just psychologically comforting. You're yes. Saying? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right on. Uh, I'd rather have no slow, no slow, no snow, um, but I drive like 15 miles one way every day so uh makes life easier there my kids have been waiting for snow though they got a new sled for christmas and hadn't been able to try it out yet so there you go they were happy all right sir what are you uh drinking over there in your jackrabbit's pint glass yeah well i um i snapped you last sunday Mm -hmm. i did a little uh, you know, took a little, took a little day to myself. Angie was at work and I was like, oh, I'm going to swing down to the local, uh, you know, last stop CD shop, which is kind of a, uh, you know, re- uh, secondhand media store, yep. um, bought a record, uh, and bought heat on Blu-ray. So I'm very excited about nice. that. Uh, watch Wayne grow. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, good movie. Yeah. Uh, very excited. I haven't seen it in probably 15 years maybe oh, you, more, oh you, haven't, so. you haven't watched it yet since you bought it uh, no 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 um and then uh went to gift and thrift too which you and i have talked about uh yeah. yep. found some hidden gems in there but i didn't mm-hmm. find any this time but i have in the past uh told you i was disappointed uh that uh, they had beer buckets for cheaper than the mitchell <laughs> antique mall so i wasn't right. able to save that amount of money but that's okay and then I remembered, I was like, you know what? It's a beautiful day out. It was like 50 degrees. It was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, it's February in South Dakota. So that's a, a blessing. And uh, I was like, you know what? There's this liquor store on the south side of town that I've been meaning to check yeah. out forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was, uh, you know, did some liquor. I probably spent an hour, 15 minutes in there, hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> like it was 
you know, just like a kid in a candy store. I just love looking at, <laughs> you know, going to put down the house. And uh, I decided to buy myself some sweet vermouth because I'm going to start making myself oh. some Manhattans at home, yeah, which is a, nice. a big favorite of mine. And I haven't made it home forever. Um, and then I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy myself like a nice beer. And so I was kind of like going up and down the aisles and I found an old favorite of mine. They used to have this on tap at Fergie's pub back in the uh, day oh. in Platt. Um, uh, 90 shilling. Yeah. 90, <laughs> 90 shilling. So, yes. uh, yeah, by Odell out of uh, Fort Collins, Colorado. And I've actually toured that brewery as oh, well. Yeah. So very nice. Yeah. What, I, do you, uh, what do you got over there? Well, I was just at the store less than a half hour ago looking for beers. Uh, made a little made a little beer run because we've been drinking heavy this week for whatever reason. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, I also saw the 90 shilling there and considered it. And I thought the same thing. This used to be on tap at Fergie's <laughs> Pub. <laughs> uh, but, okay, so first I'm trying to get rid of some of the not-so-good scotch in my cupboard. So I made a uh, Presbyterian, I guess is what it's called, which is uh, scotch, club soda, and ginger ale. So okay. you got that's, that going. Uh, that's Johnny Walker Red, right? <clears throat> yes. So Ugh. it's still... Yeah. It still has a terrible aftertaste, but it, it tastes it tastes good on the tongue. So uh, I'll make it through that. And then when I was at the store, I picked up the Deschutes Fresh oh, nice. Haze IPA. Uh, so that should be pretty good. I think I've had this before. I think I've drank it on the podcast before, but I'm not sure. Yeah. So. The, I mean, you drank a lot of hazy IPAs on <laughs> the sure show, have. which is, yeah. I, I sure have. And where did we say Deschutes? Is, oh, Oregon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bend, Oregon. Bend, Oregon, correct. Former home of Cash Alberta, friend of the show. In Bend, specifically? Yeah, he, yeah, he lived in Bend for a little while. Oh, nice. Well, uh, that's what I'm drinking. That's what you're drinking. Uh, wherever you're at, crack one. It's time to start the podcast. Okay, the title of this episode is Perfect Record. It originally aired December 15th of 2010. It was rated TV 14. It was 43 minutes. What does Haven Iron Oak have to say about this one? It's Crosstown Rivalry Week again in Dillon, and things get heated when an anti-lion website appears highlighting the boys' juvenile records. Coach Taylor is concerned when Vince's dad gets more involved in his college recruitment prospects. Billy Riggins works privately with Luke and gets him pumped up for the game, but gives him one or two pieces of bad advice. (laughs) Meanwhile, Julie is still hiding out at home, and Tammy goes up to her school to collect her schoolwork. That was pretty nice overall. I'd say yeah. it was very coherent. Uh, the sentence is bordered on run-ons, but not quite. Um, the only thing that was weird was Tammy goes up to her school to collect her school. Yeah. I thought that was weird phrasing. I do appreciate Billy Riggins works privately with Luke. <laughs> uh, I like that. Uh, so, yeah, pretty good, Haven. Uh, what about Movie Dude 2? What yes. Is, what does he have to say about it? I'm a little more looking forward to MD2 than, <laughs> than HIO. I'll be honest. Uh, this week and next week's are, I'm not proud of it. Okay. Um, I mean, not as proud as I usually am. Uh, had to, you know, had to work in some, huh. you had to work, I had to work with what I was given, but we'll, we'll, yep. we'll see what you think. We'll okay. see what, the, and the listeners at home. I'm sure I'll be delighted, but go ahead. <laughs> All right. Against Coach Taylor's wishes, Vince's dad is taking proposals from college regarding Vince's future. Billy Riggins proposes a new strategy of flirting for Luke, 
who is still caught up on Becky and Julie <laughs> proposes not going back to school. Meanwhile, Tammy proposes a team barbecue to raise morale and coach receives a surprise proposal of his own from a Florida college. Oh, very nice. The theme's very good. Uh, I would say solid all around. I feel like <clears throat> you're maybe not getting as unhinged as a movie dude. Uh, right. One yeah. Synopsis, I think but that's, that's the biggest, that's the missing piece is you yeah. have to get a little bit ridiculous with it. And it was kind of hard <laughs> with this. Yep. Um, you have to have one like really outside of left field. And we just, <laughs> yep. we had a hard time kind of unlocking it with this week. So I'll take a quick sneak peek at next week's and say, yeah. Next week's is, I felt like it was too short, but it is more Movie Dude 1 esque. So okay, tune in okay. next week to Reliving yeah. the Lights. Overall, though, very nice. Thank you, Movie Dude 2. But also, please, please listen to the rest of this episode as well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Uh, this episode starts out at practice. Jess is asking Coach for a recommendation letter to be like a manager at a Baylor football camp or something. In the yeah. Summer. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Coach tells her to write it herself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, write something up and I'll sign it. Uh, <laughs> Jess is wondering if that's even legal, but Coach <laughs> says don't worry about it. Uh, after practice, uh, Buddy shows up with uh, with a gang <laughs> of Lion uh, boosters or fans or whatever they are, and yeah. uh, it's rivalry week in Dylan. So, or Big Cat, what did they used to call this? The Big Cat Clash, I think, the was Big last year what they called it. Yeah. Now it's what, the oil rig something? I don't know. Yeah, the, I, I was the, disappointed because we don't get it. It is East Dillon versus West Dillon, but I don't feel like they made a very big deal out of it. I mean, it was obvious that yeah. it meant a lot to the players. Well, but. And you know, you know what I think the biggest piece missing was, and I, I note this later on Mayor in my note uh, in my notes. It's well, Mayor yes, Rodell. of course. <laughs> um, where is she? Um, but I think the fact that this is the first time that we even see the Panthers this season, yeah. like I think changes the dynamic. Yeah. Uh, and I'll, I'll get into that a little bit later. I've got a nice little section of my notes uh, okay. dedicated, so we'll okay. get there. Okay, good, because I have some questions on it as well. But uh, since it's Rivalry Week, Buddy and the guys, Buddy and the fellas, are going to guard the field. So okay. I'm assuming this is like Monday, Tuesday, yeah. and what, they're going to camp out the entire week, 24 hours a day? That's what field? it seems like. Yep, I yeah. think they're probably sleeping in shifts. Uh, first thing Buddy asks is, "Is there? Where's an outlet? Where do I got a hook?" He's like got a like an old CRT TV. Yes. <laughs> you know, like, yes. I'm. I. You know, it'd probably be a pretty good time just out there oh, shooting yeah. all day, every day. Yeah. With, uh, Buddy. I don't and know guys. if these guys have jobs that they don't have to go to or what, but like, yeah, I don't know. hell, dude. Buddy if I mean, owns if I, a bar. But that's what I was thinking is like. <laughs> Maybe if I'm a bartender at Buddy's Bar, I can be like, hey, Buddy, you pay me the normal right. wage and I'll go live on the field for yes. a week. I'll take the overnight shift. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's funny because we just had a meeting about uh, commencement, like the first planning meeting for commencement, and we had mm-hmm. to plan who is sleeping in the gym uh, the night before commencement to oh, really? deter pranksters. Wow. So that's a, that's a, this is a real thing. 
Uh, but last year we just went with cameras and the cameras worked pretty well. So we might not uh, have anyone sleeping over again this year. But When you were a student at Northwestern, did you pull any pranks prior to commencement? No, I believe the, the night before commencement, uh, the most trouble I got up to was we, <laughs> we uh, went to the prayer room. We had a prayer room, which was like a one man uh, dorm room that nobody lived in, uh, mm-hmm. in our dorm. And we, took a wet towel and put it uh, like on the crack of the door and opened the window and smoked hookah in there uh, <laughs> <laughs> until the wee right. hours of the night. Nice. So pretty, you know, pretty mild, pretty mild as far as uh, night right. before graduating goes. Yeah. So I also spent some time watching security footage today because some, uh, uh, what's the word? I don't want to say Youth? No, I didn't want to say, we'll just say youths. Some youths got into the chapel the other night and put a huge strip of gaff tape, like all across the backstage area. And so then when you tore it off a bunch of paint down, mm. but I felt like I was on CSI trying to like zoom in, but <laughs> enhance, there's, enhance. there's no enhance. That's, <laughs> that was the problem. I could only get blurry pictures. So anyway, that's a lot of side notes there, but, uh, yeah. buddy we're is already distracted. Yeah, we're already <laughs> off. Sorry uh, to future Josh in advance for your drive tomorrow. I'll definitely cut at least one of those <laughs> stories about my college experience. <laughs> uh, okay, so next scene, holy balls, it's Jason Street. He's there. We're, he's back. We love to see him. Out of nowhere. Wasn't expecting yeah. that whatsoever. No, like we don't even get a scene of like them making dinner plans. It's just bam. Yeah. 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 No, like coach getting off the phone and telling Timmy, like, well, that was Jason Street. He's yeah. coming. Yeah. It's just. I'm going to go meet him for dinner tomorrow. Yeah, there he is. Uh, and they do. They they meet for lunch and uh, they kind of catch up. Jason apparently I must have had another kid because his first kid was a girl, right? Or no, I don't remember. I think it was just the same kid, but I okay. don't remember. Uh, but he did get married to I, the child. Yeah, married mom. the waitress. Yeah, yep. got a big He's promotion. Full fledged agent now, big time. Uh, and because Jason is a big time full fledged agent, and people know he has connections to Coach Taylor, he tells Coach that he has been getting calls from colleges wanting him to connect them to Coach. Uh, about coaching at the college level. So coach assures him he has no interest whatsoever in that whole thing. Meanwhile, uh, Jess and Vince are back at uh, Jess or Vince's apartment complex. They're kind of talking. Jess is talking about her concern about the recommendation letters. She's still like, "Uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to do this. I don't know what to say. They walk in uh, and find Ma and Pa Howard snogging a little bit. <laughs> snogging. <laughs> but Pa Howard is quickly, uh, you know, kind of gets pulled away by Vince and he yep. brings him some some TMU swag and some new cleats. Yeah, yeah. But, little, uh, oh. A little shady. Little, yeah. little, little questionable a little, here. A little questionable. Um. Vince does say that uh, this is super dope, but he cannot accept it. Yeah. Um, Jess seems a little bit extra concerned, especially about Pa Howard's new uh, general demeanor. 
yes, the fact that he's moved back in. Yeah, the fact that he is apparently connecting with TMU coaches on the side. Vince tries to reassure and tells her that, you know, Paul Howard deserves it. You know, he's really stepped up and it'll be okay and all that. But Jess seems unconvinced. I did think this was was a little interesting that, um, I mean, obviously, I guess the point was that these clothes came from like a recruiter or whatever. And it's technically a gift, but since yeah. Pa Howard gave it to him, like, I mean, when we were in high school, like people were wearing like SDSU clothing. Like it's not like it's illegal to wear. Yeah. TMU clothing. <laughs> like, I think it's probably the fact that Pa Howard doesn't have a job. Right. Yeah. And has no access to the funds that would, it would require to buy like brand new Correct. under armor yeah. shoes and apparel yeah. and all that. So a yep. little shady, but yes, not that, uh, not that wild to wear a, no, <laughs> like a TMU t-shirt. Yeah. Like I, maybe the, the new cleats is one thing. Yeah. And I mean, you could find, you know, an excuse for the cleats, but like, but yeah, the shirt, like, it's just a shirt. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Buddy and the boys hanging out on the field, listening to the radio. Uh, Slam and Sammy's on. We don't really hear from Slam and Sammy. He was a, he was a West Dillon, you know. Yeah. And still mostly. is as, right. as we kind of hear yep. more from him throughout this episode. Yep. He starts talking about how the, some of the lines have criminal records uh, and yeah. singles out Vince particularly. Yeah, they hear the story on the radio about uh, yeah several Lions players being criminals, uh, and this website that has just popped up, lionhater.com. <laughs> yep. Uh, we see the team like looking at it together, like uh, yeah, obviously pretty worried about it. Mm-hmm. We we learned that yeah, several people on the team have records. Um, surprisingly the only thing that comes up for tinker is that he broke into a pawn shop once so apparently uh the town doesn't know about his bestiality (laughs) history yet but yeah i gotta assume especially in texas that that uh is not lawfully approved (laughs) that type of behavior uh but yes they suspect that the panthers leaked it which I didn't really understand because they're like, how did they get our records? And then they said it was the Panthers. They leaked it. But still the question remains, how did they get? Right. It records? seems like that would just be public record, right? Like somebody just yeah. probably looked into the archives and collected everything. Right. And like literally if you get even as much as a speeding ticket in Sioux Center, it goes in the notes on the back of the newspaper, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. We don't yeah, have anything think- like that in Platt, do we? Um, I'm not sure. That's a good question. If I usually skip to Michael Edema's article, yeah. uh, the letters to the editor and Zeke's article <laughs> and just kind of really skim the rest. You don't uh, really go into depth in what's going on at the various nursing homes and stuff. Like no, that. no, I, <laughs> uh, I know that's probably surprising, but no, I, I, I typically tend to skim my, my news, but I know I've, I've been a subscriber long enough to know, what's in there that I, that's yeah. the, the real the meat and potatoes. So, um, and then of course the dessert that is share and share alike. I was going to ask when you, when you took in share and share alike. So yes, of course. So, uh, this might be something for our listeners that 
uh, this is definitely a tangent, but that they might not be familiar with something like this. Do they still have in the Platt Enterprise, like the West of Town News and all those sorts of things? I'm pretty sure. Let me quick. Yeah. Let me just check. Let's see here. Go straight to the source. We got pastor's perspective, right. legal notices. Oh. So this might be it. Oh, this is like there's a weight limit enforcement on Charles Mix County Highways. Oh, okay. Um wrap around support, sets up foster families, uh 45th anniversary, card shower. Shop local, some advertisements, help keep food pantry stocked with goods. The food pantry implant? Yeah, no my idea. dad was really involved with that back in the day. Huh. I had no idea. Um, from our files, so you got the 10 years ago, 25, 50, 100, and 110. If you want to know what's going on in Platt in 1912, I can yeah. tell you. We've got Platt Colony students visit Platt Library. That's got to be. Ooh. That's news. That's news. <laughs> uh, National FFA Week. Got some Valentine's kids. Sports pages. Um, we've got an article about safe practices in grain bins. That's important. Uh-huh. Uh, putting on big boots at the proceedings of the Charles Mix County Board of Commissioners. Classifieds, they might not have the West Town News. They definitely did, like, as of a couple of years ago, though. Well, for uh, those who are not from an extremely small town, the West of Town News and other various articles in the Platt Enterprise like like it were basically like, okay, so if we went over to Sunday uh, dinner at my grandma's house, my grandma would get a call probably like four, four, between four and five on Sunday afternoon, and it would be some lady who reported to the paper, and she would just ask like, Hey, who's been over to your house this week? What you been doing? And my grandma would say, well, my son Perry is back from Michigan. And so uh, Kenny and Donna and the kids and Kyle and Lisa and their kids came down and we had Sunday lunch today. And then the lady would just apparently call all sorts of people around town, west of town. And my grandma still counted as west of town because she used to live west of town. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then uh, they'd write it up in the paper. Uh, yeah. Perry Kuypers of Flint, Michigan, was a guest in the home of Joanne and George Kuypers this Sunday. Also in attendance were <laughs> Ken and Donna Kuypers and their children. Yeah. So, like, just it's the whole very bizarre. Of, yeah, yeah, it would just be like paragraph after paragraph, like, and it would literally just be stuff like that. Just like so and so was a guest at so and so's house. Uh, <laughs> you know, so and so visited their dad. Um, mm-hmm. It's very, very, very odd. I'm going to keep an eye out uh, while we're recording uh, or as we continue to record. I'm going to keep an eye out at future plat papers to see if I can. Uh, see if they still print any i'm like looking around now to see if i have any old back issues but i think i have thrown most of them if not all of them into the recycling by now which is unfortunate probably the ladies who called around and got all that just probably you know slowly passed away that's also possible aren't aren't reporting the west of town news anymore 
All right, let's get back on track here. Mm-hmm. Uh, coach goes to confront the West Dillon Panther boosters who are meeting at their old haunt. Uh, they deny any involvement. Coach isn't really gonna isn't willing to take any BS on this. Uh, tells him to shut it down immediately. Yeah, are just kids. Come on. Yep. Uh, something interesting I thought, uh, or th- something I thought was interesting about this scene is that no Wade Aikman, no Joe McCoy. I was going to bring that up because also in the game, J.D. McCoy is yeah. shouldn't have Nowhere graduated to be seen. yet. No, he was a freshman in season three. Right. Uh, so I don't know what the backstory on that is. I'm sure it has more to do with not paying those actors for their I'm roles. I'm guessing so as well. But, you know, maybe the backstory <laughs> is that, you know, they didn't think the the West Dillon Panthers were going to win the championship. So they transferred to another school district and it's, well, but uh, even that, even in the very least, just like have a throwaway line about right. like from Slam and Sammy yeah. being like, well, you know, I'm a West Dillon guy, but JD McCoy, you know, he broke his femur this year and we don't know if he's coming. You know, he, <laughs> yeah. it's going to be, it's going to be a rough and tumble season for these West Dillon Panthers, you know, like yeah. just something to explain away because inquire, you never know if 11 years down the line, two dumbasses from South Dakota are going to start a <laughs> podcast and examine every single aspect of every episode with a fine tooth comb. Yeah. Uh, the, the thing is though, like this season I've watched at most twice before this, and I'm kind of thinking I've only watched it once because none of this is very familiar. So it's not even like, you know, this is my fifth time watching it. So I'm just tuned into the little things. Like, I feel like having the West Dillon Panthers without the McCoys at all is questionable. Right. This is, I am very very certain that this is absolutely the second time i've ever watched this and the first time was when it aired on direct tv uh i'm yeah. very certain i haven't watched yeah. this since it aired on direct tv so, these so. Are ob- this is obvious it, yeah uh but yeah coach so coach confronts him confronts them i'll just start that over so coach confronts them wants him to shut it down he's not very happy next we see tammy on the phone with uh julie's college telling them they don't uh that she and coach don't want Julie to drop this semester uh so they're going to try and make it make it work make it happen Julie rolls out of bed uh presumably late in the morning I think it is yeah and uh she's got a bit of an attitude already yep yep she's just yeah basically being uh, I guess in technically early 20s Anthony Oakman uh, <laughs> So Tammy kind of comes up with some chores for her to do while she's still around the house. Yeah. Yeah. If she's going to be there, she's going to pull her weight. Or at practice, the Lions seem very subdued. Uh, They're feeling pretty down about the lionhater.com. Coach lets the team know that, uh, you know, they're going to find out who released their records. And Vince is kind of like, what difference does it make? Uh, you know, it's already out there. Everybody's seen it. Coach tells them, are you pissed? Good. You should be pissed. Um, they, you know, they released that info to get into your heads basically. Mm. So don't, so don't let them do it. Yep. Don't be blinded by anger. Yep. Uh, about this. You focus yourself, you yep. know, 
and and leave it on the field on 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 Friday. Yep. Uh, the team responds well to that. They get pretty fired up. Uh, and coach's exact words were: "Today, let's focus. Friday, let's punish." Uh, <laughs> yeah. Team likes that. So, uh, coach and Vince do have a little aside. Vince asked coach, "Hey, if colleges see this record, are they gonna? Are they still gonna be calling?" Um, you know, doesn't matter how many wins or touchdown passes or you ha- I have or any of that. All they see is a bunch of thugs out here. Mm-hmm. So, I th- don't remember what coach says, but I assume I he reassures him to some extent or another. Great scene coming up next. Yes, we've got uh, Billy helping out Luke. Uh, he's got him lifting an old bumper. Uh, <laughs> yes, in the in Billy's backyard, um, outside of practice. This is apparently a a, a personal. Uh, Billy has taken a liking to Luke, I guess, and yeah, and it's kind of giving him some private training sessions. Yep. We've seen this a little bit in previous episodes that mm-hmm. this was going on. I guess, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Kind of a follow-up to, was it last week or two weeks ago where yeah. Luke shows up drunk at the Reagan's house yes. looking for Becky? Yeah. Yep. And Billy assures him that he's going to get him into a, co- get him a scholarship or whatever. Yep. Uh, definitely. I mean, this is the quote of the episode for sure. So I'm just going <laughs> to call it now. But Billy, as, uh, as Luke is lifting the bumper, Billy is yelling at him. Real men don't use real weights. Real men fender bench. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty great. Yeah. Uh, Becky steps out, says something, tells Billy something, I guess. Something about the baby or yeah. oh, where's the block? Where are the blocks? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Luke goes full goofus maloofus mode. He's like, Mm-hmm. Hey Becky, you look you look really good. <laughs> so uh, painful. Billy kind of gives some advice. He says, "Oh, you 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 still like Becky? Like you got to ignore her. Let me tell you a story. <laughs> when I met Mindy, you know, she was working at the landing strip. Luke immediately is like, Mindy worked at the landing strip. <laughs> Mrs. Riggins. <laughs> <And, laughs> Mrs. Riggins. Yeah, that's right." <laughs> And Billy tells a story about how he like bought a lap dance from every other stripper in the landing strip. And by the end of it, Mindy was begging him to, to go into the champagne room with her. (laughs) So, uh, uh, Luke takes very little from this. He's still very interested about, uh, so is this like our weekends? (laughs) What, what night is she there? Yeah. (laughs) Part-time, full-time, she's there on weekends. Um, very good, very good banter. I loved that. Yes. Yeah, a little bit. <clears throat> Next, we see Coach looking at the website. Tammy it reassures him that, you know, none of this matters. They're your guys or your boys, and uh, he's doing a great job with them. Uh, Tammy says, reluctantly, I feel like we should probably have a barbecue. We should have a barbecue. Coach is astounded uh, <laughs> that she's volunteering this, but Tammy says it feels like the right thing to do. We need to have a barbecue. We can get Julie to help out, give her something to do. In fact, let's do it just for that. Uh, she says, 
Uh, as this is happening, coach gets a call from a college football program somewhere in Florida and they want to give him a head coaching job there at the school at that college coach says no, but the Florida guy doesn't really accept that. He yeah. Says, I'm well, going to keep calling. Yeah. Coach says something along the lines of like, I'm really happy where I am or whatever. And the coach is like, I don't think you understand like we're offering you a head coaching right. position. Cause I think coach was expecting to be a assistant yep. coaching position, but no, they, they want him as the head coach. Um, and yeah, coach declines, but you can kind of see in his face and hear in his voice that he yeah. is a little intrigued. They have piqued his interest yeah. and yeah, and that's, you know, the, uh, the, the Florida college guy says like, I don't think we're done here. I'm going to keep calling. Yeah. So, yeah. Next, we see Vince throwing the football late at night. Uh, he's obviously bothered. And yep. uh, Orville, whatever's Yeah. <laughs> pa Howard. Pa Howard comes out, asks him what's going on. And uh, Luke said, Luke, Vince says uh, he feels like he's working with a fixed deck. Yep. Yep. Uh, he's he's concerned, but Pow, pa, but Pa <laughs> Howard tells him, hey, I've been talking to recruiters all day. Um, you know, I, he's like, oh, look at my phone. Look at all these calls I've been taking. And he yeah. like starts listing area codes. He's like, yeah. that's Alabama. That's, you know, Florida. That's Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like, I've been on the phone with recruiters all day. Um, they reminisce a little bit about uh, a story from Vince's childhood when Vince like climbed a tree or like yep. a jungle gym or something. I a tree. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It was a tree. Paul Howard told him it was too big. Don't do that. But he did it anyway. And then, uh, Paul Howard had to catch him. He was telling Vince to jump and he said, don't worry, son, I'm not going to let you fall. And then he kind of repeats that, uh, now don't worry, son, I'm not going to let you fall. Uh, cause Vince is, Concerned. This is supposed to be coach is supposed to be handling all this, and Pa Howard says, "Nah, don't worry about it." He also says uh, on Friday, "Show off a sixty-yard arm and earn yourself a scholarship." So that'll come into play later. Uh, all I have in my notes for the next scene is that Tammy is uh, laying out the plan for the barbecue with Julie, and it's just kind of chaos in the Taylor house. Yeah, all I've written down is Tammy has more stuff for Julie to do around the house. (laughs) So, not a very important standout scene. No. We get a little training montage of uh, Luke training with Billy, uh, doing real man workouts. Yeah, he's like hitting the the, uh, tractor tire with a sledgehammer. I don't know where Billy got a tractor (laughs) tire, but... (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Pushing wheelbarrows around and stuff like that. You were a farm boy. Uh, question for you. Just I don't know why this popped in my mind. <laughs> what is the uh, PSI on the average tractor oh, tire? I have no idea, but it's very high. Yeah. I was going to say it's yeah, got to be. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really know. Because <laughs> uh, you get it really high and then it's still really cushy. Like if you right. got a, you know, a big like bale on the front or something. Right. You hit a bump like those mm. tires will whoosh, whoosh, really bounce. So good question. <clears throat> Thank you. Uh, we do get. Uh, well, yeah, at the end of the montage, um, Billy makes Luke a disgusting smoothie 
Goodness in glass. Yeah, goodness in glass. I used to make my brother Tim these. This, you know, made him yep. a champ, won him a state championship. Which <laughs> sure I don't think it was. It. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think it was as smooth as Billy. But we do during this montage see something we haven't seen in a while, which is a Riggins brother drinking a oh, beer. Oh, yeah, big rig beer tally. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Uh, he says the difference between you and Tim is that Tim liked to hit people. Uh, Luke assures him he does like to hit people. So Billy says, all right, you need to go after, uh, I can't remember the guy's name. I know I have it later, but a specific guy on the West. Oh yeah. The wide receiver. Who is apparently huge. Number 85, uh, shows him a newspaper article. says, you got to pick him out, find him on the opening play and crack him, lay him out. So that's uh, Luke's goal for the game. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so next at practice, Pa Howard is talking to, talking to Jason Street, and he's really talking up Vince. Uh, the team takes a hydration break. Hydrate! And we see Jess talking to Coach about uh, the recommendation letter. Yep. I already called him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Put it in good word with the head coach, apparently. Yeah. Uh, we get Vince uh, while during the while an extended water break, Vince and street talk a little bit about college with Paul Howard. Uh, Paul Howard is just doing a lot. Is yeah. what I have in my notes. I said he's really running his mouth to coach uh, about letting his son get after it and stuff like that. Uh, at this point, and I will bring this up again later at this point, Jason street is wearing a Panthers Jersey at the Lions practice. Bold. Well, yeah. especially during rivalry week. During rivalry cool. week. Uh, questionable. Have some class. We did, I guess, when they were eating dinner, Coach, like, gives him a lion's hat. And yeah. he's like, no, streets streets look good in blue. Yeah. Which, hey, listen, we hate the red teams. We, we do. do. We yes. get it. Mm-hmm. We understand. But, like, pick your spots, street. <laughs> like, it's in <laughs> high school football. <laughs> yeah. We're at the barbecue next. Becky says hi to Luke. Luke just kind of keeps walking and doesn't acknowledge it. If I'm the guest at a Wagner Red Raiders practice, <laughs> yeah, I'm not wearing maroon and white. <laughs> like, yeah, especially like you're there as a, like a in the very we, guest, in the very least, know? I'm wearing something neutral. I feel like you're there, like to support. I when I when Jason Street was there, I just assumed that he was there to like support the team and support right. the coach. You know, right? If I'm if I'm invited to Chase Hurts, uh, Teacher of the Year, Chase Hurt, former <laughs> oh, fr- yes. uh, Raven Lights guest, Chase Hurt. If I'm invited by him to a Harrisburg Tigers practice, I'm not wearing plat black Panthers clothes. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're maroon, but (laughs) I mean, I guess it's different because they don't play in the same, right. You know, conference or whatever, but like, I guess the the point still stands. Point still stands. Just show, show a little respect in the very least. The least you could do is just wear something neutral. (laughs) Agreed. At the barbecue, Becky says hi to Luke. Luke just pretty much keeps walking, ignores her. He is putting the Billy Riggins plan into action. He goes and talks to Julie and chats her up, and we see Becky looking worried or confused, at yeah. least about that situation. Mm-hmm. 
Jess and Ma Howard talk a little bit about Pa Howard being back. Uh, that's pretty much all that I have yeah. about that conversation. Ma Howard is just so, so happy about it. And right. so excited that Vince and Pa are connecting and, you know, have a relationship just seems pretty unconvinced. Right. About yeah. It seems more obvious to us as an audience, I suppose that Vince's dad is clearly a scumbag, but, uh, uh, I, I suppose, you know, rose colored glasses, I'm sure is what's yes. going on with, with Ma Howard because Ma Howard has to know, but she wants to, she wants to have a happy family and she's been through a lot in life yeah. and I'm sure just wants this to work. So yes, rose colored yep. for sure. Uh, Orville gets a call from a college and he takes it. Uh, he's yeah. Talking about, I can't remember, but something, you know, to do with his son and mm-hmm. a scholarship or whatever. He sees coach coming, says, Hey, I got to go. I'll call you or you can talk, call me later. Hangs up the phone. Coach asked Pa why he's uh, getting calls from scouts. Why coach is getting scout calls from scouts wanting to get tickets to the game on Friday. Um, you know, he has a little, he confronts uh, Pa Howard about, yeah, I, he I thought says, the way I remember yeah. I was going to handle this. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We had an agreement. Kind of thing. Um, Paul Howard says, well, that's not the way I remember it. Uh, coach, you should just be the coach. Uh, and you're not going to tell me what to do. Basically. Yeah, I'm looking, my I'm looking out for my son. Yeah. yeah. I've got big plans for Vince and you know, you're getting in the way. I can't have you getting in the way. So you, you know, you keep doing your job and I'm going to keep doing mine. Yep. It's, it's pretty tense. Not a positive interaction. No, no. Back at home in bed, Tammy tells Coach that she can't go to the game on Friday because she's going up to Julie's college to get her books so she can study for finals. Mm-hmm. Not uh, too much more to that scene. No, Coach is not very happy mm-hmm. uh, about that. Thinks it's ridiculous. Um, asks if the the college knows that they have an employee sleeping with students. Mm-hmm. It's a fair question. Correct. Tammy kind of says, well, hey, it takes two to tango on that. Coach, just don't say that. He uh, doesn't want to think about his daughter. Uh, yeah, in that way. Uh, yeah. Thanks her for the barbecue, everything she does, two beautiful daughters for doing laundry. And then he propositions her for sex. And she says, yes, but she falls asleep. Yeah, she's, yeah. <laughs> hey, you want to fool around? <laughs> Uh, next we see Tammy at college. She is picking up those said assignments. She goes to get the, uh, assignments from professor Neville Longbottom or whatever his name is. Uh, Nevins. He's not there. Of course. Creepy ass T a is there. Yep. Um, they kind of realize who each other Mm-hmm. Is. Yeah, because well, Tammy realizes who he is right away, and then yeah. she says, "I'm here to pick up a study guide for Julie Taylor." <sighs> it's very awkward. Yeah, it is. Yeah, great. I mean, excellent, excellent performances for uh, you know, uh, Connie Britton earned that Emmy nomination for this season. Oh, that's right. Yeah, right yeah. here. Yeah, she did. Uh, next is game day and Luke is fired up. Uh, he says that he's going to rip Tommy Larkin's head off and spit down his throat. 
aggressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also he hey fours. <laughs> he, he, he sees Becky wearing his his jersey. Hey, well, fours. this stadium's this, he, that way. Yeah, he calls her fours later. He actually just calls her rally girl. Oh, that's right. That's scene, right. Which is even more disrespectful than fours, which he does say later. Uh, hey, rally girl. Becky tells him she's not going to the game. He just says whatever. I don't know. I feel like yeah. he does have a look on his face like, eh, but. Yeah. He's trying to play the ignoring game. The Billy Riggins strategy. <laughs> uh, okay. Next, this is where we see, this is where it really was like, what the hell to me is street is on the Panther sideline. Yeah. What's his, I don't know. I feel like what's your connection to West Dillon at this point? I mean, that's, what he went, that's where he went to high school. That's where I he guess. went to high school. His, his connection is that's where he spent four years of his life where he was the well, like chosen three, one, three and a quarter. Cause he got his GED. Didn't he? Did he? Or no, no. He went back to school. I thought he, I thought he finished. Yeah. But that's it's where he spent four years. He, I guess, yeah, he was I, like the chosen one. It was the best years of his life, I'm sure, still. Yeah. Yes, in our mind, like the good guy Dylan legacy follows coach to East Dylan, but I guess right. not really for him. And that's and that's where exactly where I have in my notes something that I wanted to talk about that I thought yes. was interesting. Right here. Um, right here, right here. Yeah. Um, because we see some Panthers fans in the audience uh, dressed as prisoners. Very Ooh, classless. I missed that. Oof. Yep. So, yeah, they're wearing, like, you know, the the striped yeah. suits and stuff. Um, but I thought it was interesting uh, what this particular episode, I think, in in the bigger picture speaks about, like, the perspective of a fan and how this show so well, if you don't think about it too much transfers, like the Panthers being good guys to the lions being good guys. Uh Um, and how like when you're a fan of a team, unless your team like is like the Houston Astros right now, or like, you know, the Yankees ever, I guess, or, (laughs) You know, like I'm trying to think of other like like the the like deflate gate era patriots. Yes. You know, like you kind of always look at your team as the good guys. Yeah. Right? Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think that this show does an interesting job of of portraying that, not only because for three seasons we cheered for the Panthers. And now we're cheering for the Lions, and but also like that we're cheering against. And I think that the, the Panthers uh, fans in the audience was a really good example of this because they're wearing prisoners' outfits, which seems classless and seems like something that wouldn't have happened during the Coach Taylor era. But then thinking about it, maybe it probably would have happened probably in the Coach have. Taylor era. And they're only the bad guys now because they're not the protagonists of the show because that's how they've been written in the last like season and a half. I think, I think it's, uh, I don't know. I think it's very interesting, like psychologically yeah, um, to think about. Well, yeah, the good guy status has definitely transferred. Like no question. I think JD and the stud of suds had a lot to do with that. 
Like they made it easy to hate the Panthers for a while. So mm-hmm. the the writers did a great job with that. I mm-hmm. feel maybe I'm maybe I'm assuming too much uh on our behalf here. I feel like if we had seen if the Panthers in the Coach Taylor area era, uh if we had seen fans dressed up in prisoner costumes because the other school uh had students with records, I feel like we would have been like Really? What the hell? <laughs> maybe, but, but maybe like, not. I don't know. I think I think they just as easily could have had a scene where, like, okay, let's say this happens in season three, right? Uh-huh. Season three Panthers. Maybe there was a scene in season two where not only is Vince a criminal, but in season two, he threw a 60-yard bomb when he should have downed it, and he went out of his uh, way to do that to beat the team. They look like the bad guys. So, you know, this audience deserves to kind of crap on him a little bit because not only are they, are they criminals, they're also jerks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I still didn't approve of Vince throwing the 60-yard pass, Either did I, but, I, no, I, but I understand what you're saying. But you understand what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, voodoo Tatum. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. great example you know well yep. we never really liked voodoo even when he was a painter right. but that didn't last long but it's kind of a similar thing and i also i think it's interesting because i think you and i had a very interesting high school experience because i i do think that our athletic program was actually very strict about fans yes. be like being very cordial yes. on purpose and i mean you know you had you know the odd um you know, Dusty Ringling or whatever, who would just like be an asshole regardless. <laughs> right. But um, or Steve or, Randall would or come even, storming or, out. And right. Or even, you know, the, the gorilla off the bridge incident, like we had that. <laughs> but like, when I think about like, when our basketball team was really good when I was in high school and just out of high school, like, you know, you'd go to a game and we would be silent during free throws. Right. You know, like things like that because, mm-hmm. yeah, because the principal would like make a big deal out of it. Like you, you, every single one of us is representing the school and you need to do this. And, and I remember like that's the, and I don't, I haven't been to a, a plat high game in probably a decade um, of any sport, but I think, oh, that's not true because my brother was playing yeah, basketball right. for them two years ago, but. Uh, <laughs> But I haven't been to a lot of plat high games uh, in more than a decade. But like that's the way it was. Like you went to state, you went to any, you know, any game. Like you would be quiet during free throws, things like that. And I remember uh, one of my favorite stories when I was probably like twenty. I think it was the year that they won state, the the Mm. Black Panthers. I know I was for sure out of high school because um, there was a game we were playing in winter and it was against, it was against a reservation team. I don't remember what team it was. It was, I, I don't think it was red cloud. Cause I think we beat red cloud in the state tournament, but it was, it was a, a heavily native American populated game mm-hmm. because you do, you know, you reach those and uh every time we shot a free throw the entire crowd was oh you know whatever yeah and i was like yeah you know it's so annoying whatever and it was a it was a tight game uh-huh. and um so finally i was like it 
that team was up for a free throw and I by myself just went, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and I will never forget the, ent- every buddy in the roads in front of me. Like, <laughs> looking back and it was one of those, like, I think it even took the guy shooting the free throw by surprise. Cause he was like, it went like, he was like bouncing. bouncing and I'm like almost out of breath. Just like, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and, um, two things I remember after that were Steve Randall coming over and being like, who did that? And realizing it was me and being like, well, I can't do anything because you're not in high school anymore. <laughs> I remember like that was his like words. Yeah. But the next thing I remember was every time we went up to shot at, shoot a free throw for the rest of that game, their team, their crowd was silent. What? Really? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Nice. That's uh you can ask Tyler Erickson. Uh, that's a, a honest to God, true story. He was with me and I uh. have him to corroborate. <laughs> <laughs> um that nice. story but got uh got him um yeah I, I that's probably top top 10 most nervous i've ever been in my life like oh, once yeah. i went through that i mean within fractions of a second of doing it i was like <laughs> oh god i can't stop now i'm here you know <laughs> yeah absolutely um so but but i do really think that we were uh to get back to the point that we went to a school that regarded its, you know, the we were the good guys. <laughs> were were well regarded. I'm not saying yeah. we were the good guys or the bad guys, but I think that we we were kind of conditioned to be uh, fans of some level of class. Yeah. So yes, uh, I still think it's weird that Jason Street is cheering for the Panthers, but I do yes. get it. I get it. Yeah. It just took me by surprise a little bit. Absolutely. No. Jason is supposed to be a good guy and right. the Panthers exactly. are not the good guys anymore. So Exactly. So But hey, uh, I guess I guess that's a credit to the writers for keeping it realistic there because that Absolutely, I guess, yeah. probably is what would happen. So it, like, it would I mean, have been felt better to have uh, Jason cheering for the Lions, but it probably isn't realistic. Right. There had to have been a, a, a time. I'm absolutely certain of it in the first three seasons where like the fans did something that was probably like from another team's perspective, like really dickish, but yeah. they're the good guys. So we liked it. So yeah. join us for re reliving the lights. <laughs> Another pass. Oh, pass. It works because it's uh, football. So, reliving the lights, another pass. There we uh, go. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> no, we're not going to do that. Uh, <laughs> I'm still enjoying this, but uh, as we are nearing the end, it's like, okay, yeah, that's all right. Yeah. That's all right. Um, we hear somewhere in here that this is the oil rig trophy is what they're competing for. So the big cat clash is no longer. Now it's the oil rig trophy. Apparently maybe it was, maybe they still had the oil rig trophy last year. Actually, they probably did. I feel like maybe that was a thing, but they're not calling it the big cat clash. Uh, the game starts. Luke does successfully rip off Tommy Larkin's head and spit down his throat. He yes. he does that. Tommy is yeah. injured. He gets taken off the field. Yep. Yep. Injures him very early in the game. Uh, Vince 
uh, has a pretty huge uh, touchdown scramble early in the game. Yeah, it looked like like freaking sixty yard scramble. Like he ran. Yeah, forever. it was. <laughs> yeah, um, Luke is also continuing to crush it. Uh, yeah. Apparently, Billy's training is really helping. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's pumped for sure. I feel like right. at least Billy's pep talks on. Being, yeah, he's he's uh, plowing everybody. Like he's he's having a hell of a game, which he injures makes me wonder. Too. I don't know how many scouts were in the audience, but I gotta imagine they're Ooh, watching yeah. him as well. You know, yeah, yeah. Maybe the TMU guy is like, oh, maybe we do. Maybe we mm-hmm. are interested in Luke Cafferty. Maybe right. he's more than just a pawn to get to uh, Vince Howard. But yeah, he was looking good. Which still, I was listening to Five and Four yesterday, and we were talking about how we weren't sure. Uh, if yeah, that yeah, was yeah. The, the case and how like dumb that would be because just go after uh, Vince. So I just want to acknowledge yeah. that right now. Like I still don't understand why they use Luke to get to Vince because, because apparently they are anyway, because Paul Howard got all that free stuff. Right. So, so yeah, I don't know. Okay. So sense. let's just assume they really are a little bit, at least a little bit interested in Luke Cafferty. And now they probably are even more. Uh, we see buddy jr. Just absolutely crushing the kick returner after Luke gets a pick six. Uh, Flags are thrown. The Panthers are pretty hyped up. Game's getting a little out of control. Uh, Coach Crowley asked Coach if, hey, you going to do anything about this, Coach? Um, Coach Taylor looks just a little bit like, oh, geez, I don't know. Uh, what's going on here? But he he doesn't say anything to the guys. But it is getting pretty pretty feisty out there. Yeah. Uh, near the end, the Panthers are up thirty-one to seven. Ooh, baby. Panther, or I'm sorry, the Lions are up oh, thirty-one yeah, that's to an seven. Distinction. Yep. Yeah. Lions are up thirty-one to seven. Coach says, you know, there's thirty seconds left. Lions have the ball. Go out there, just down it. Let's let's go home. Yep. Uh, Vince goes out there, sees his dad, who like gives him a like look. <laughs> yep. This is well because he said throw a sixty yard right. sixty yard pass, earn yep. yourself a scholarship. So all right, it's time. So Vince calls an audible, throws a sixty yard touchdown pass uh, to Hastings Ruckel, I believe. Uh, yep, that is his name. <laughs> uh, instead of downing it. Uh, the Lions end up winning thirty-seven to seven. Yeah, uh, pretty classes of victory. Ticker is out there like, <laughs> "Yeah, you guys suck." Go home, <laughs> like literally, like going through the entire line of Panthers yeah, players, their, like middle of the team. Yeah, just not not okay, Tinker. You have had sex with a pig almost. <laughs> so that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> Should probably keep his mouth shut, <laughs> just in general, in life from now on. <laughs> uh, the, what's his name, Coach Crowley? Yes. Is, for most of my notes, I have other coach. I have Coach Taylor yeah. and other coach, but yeah, yeah, it is Coach Crowley. I'm glad yeah. because I literally have other coach written through this episode and next episode. It, it, so, yeah. yep. uh, Coach Crowley is like, Oof. I don't like a coach. This isn't who we are. This isn't yeah, who we are. Pissed. Yeah. He's, he's pretty upset. You can tell Eric is not happy either mm-hmm. with uh, what just happened in the locker room. You really see that uh, coach Taylor is not happy. He and Vince are having a shouting match in each other's yeah. faces uh, as the team celebrates 
behind them wildly. Yeah, it's a real intense Coach Taylor moment. Like one of the most intense Coach Taylor moments. Like he is like, yeah. what the hell were you thinking out there, son? Yeah. If I was one of the other players, I would be very uncomfortable just knowing myself as a, a high schooler in the locker right. room. That would, yeah. yeah, that would make me very uncomfortable. But Man. they're pumped up. After the game, Luke uh, is still playing hard to get with Becky a little bit. This is where he calls her fours. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Becky is basically just like, what, what are you doing? Like, what is this? Why are yeah. you treating me like this? Luke once again goes full goofus and blue yes. yes. mode. And he's yes. like, you like it when I'm nice to you. <laughs> <laughs> God, Luke. It was, I mean, Quit shades of such a goofus Malufus. Shades of Matt Saracen. 100%. Uh, it turns out Becky really does like it when he's nice to her. <laughs> uh, Luke kind of says, like, oh, somebody told me that, you know, I had to ignore you for you to like me, but I really like you. Becky says, I really like you too. I really, really do. Uh, <laughs> they kiss. He laughs and says, it totally worked. Um, I have in my notes here. Yeah, I have Goofus Malufus written here. So yep, same, Agreed. same. <clears throat> Tammy arrives home with Julie's books. Gives them to Julie. They kind of discuss the trip a little bit. Yep. Uh, but Tammy kind of shuts it down pretty quick. Just says, "You need to study." Uh, other coach or Coach Crowley is listening to Slam and Sammy talk about how dirty the Lions were playing and just how kind of, yeah, gross it was. Tells Coach Taylor he doesn't feel like celebrating tonight. Or, yeah, Coach invites him to Buddy's yeah. to grab a beer, says it doesn't feel like celebrating tonight. <clears throat> Coach walks out and sees uh, Pa Howard and Vince talking to one of the scouts. Yeah, it gives a pretty disapproving look. Uh, because I think both Vince and Pa Howard see him yes. from a distance. Gives yes. a pretty, pretty look to both. They see Coach seeing them. Um, but that's the end of the episode. Roll credits. We'll be right back with our awards for the week. We're back. We're going to start the awards section of the podcast like we always do with the Coach Taylor inspo rating. Anthony, how inspiring was Coach this week? It's a good question. Sorry, we got to talk about another coach. I oh. just saw on Chase Hurt posted. Uh, Tracy Hurt oh, was inducted into the South Dakota Wrestling <laughs> Hall of Fame tonight. Now a member of both the South Dakota Football and Wrestling Hall of Fame. Damn. Man, big big week for the Hurt family. Yeah, seriously. So how inspiring was Coach? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Inspiring is the right word in this particular episode. Um, I think he makes a few stands that he absolutely mm-hmm. was entitled to make. Um, which I think puts him over the top of average. Um, I'm thinking like a strong six. Yeah. I think of, you know, showing up to the Panther boosters meeting. That was pretty ballsy. Um, 
it's not that the team really saw that so they couldn't be inspired by it, but I still thought it was inspiring for us to watch. Uh, also, when he said, uh, focus today, punish on Friday, pretty badass. Yeah, that was, that. that was, that was so, good. That was good. I would maybe lean a little bit. I would pull us up maybe to a seven. I'm uh, good with that. Okay. I'm good with that. Let's go with the seven. Julie Taylor, Hatometer. <sighs> Julie's, I mean, overall, just generally pretty hateable right now. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely above average yeah. i feel okay let's put it this way i don't feel like we're starting from a neutral zero here uh just with right. everything going on we're probably starting at like a three minimum <laughs> yeah you know three baseline three baseline yeah. <clears throat> yeah uh man i don't know this one's hard to put a number on because she's basically just like kind of hanging out for most of the episode we don't see her do a whole lot So I still think just based on everything, we have to go more than even a five. Mm -hmm. So I will go with a light six. I like that. I think that's, that's right on. Um, Okay. So on one hand, we can't be super hard on Julie because technically like this is an older male abusing his position of power right, right. Um, and i think i think she's in a position right now where like yeah she made poor decisions in, in previous episodes and now she's basically just kind of doing like what she has to as a consequence of those actions yeah yep uh so still not you know optimal the way she's handling it but a little bit understandable so i think six is good let's stick with the six big rig beer tally i mean we technically have one at least one Billy Riggins. All right. I like to, to see that. It's been a while. The Alamo Freeze presents the Matt Saracen Oshucks Goofus Malufus moment of the week. It goes to Luke Cafferty. I don't know what you want to choose as the Goofus Malufus moment of the week, but it absolutely was. Luke. I mean, we had, yeah. Hey, Becky looking good or whatever he said. Uh, basically any interaction where he's trying to like ignore her. I think I think the moment of Goofus Malufus this week is you like it when I'm nice to you. Yes, yes, that's correct. That's correct. You like it when I'm nice to you. <laughs> uh the Donnie Buddy Garrity sleazeball move of the week. Buddy himself not too sleazy. Barely, yeah, I, I mean barely registers. Um I got to say it's got to involve Pa Howard. Ooh, yeah, I was going to say it also could just be the West Dillon Panthers for relief for making a site called lionhaters.com. Yeah, yeah, it's a scumbag move, but we don't really know who did it. And we got to assume that it was uh, some Panthers players, but we don't really know for sure that that for what we know about this community, it could be any. <laughs> yeah, any member of the community. So, yeah. All right. Well. Let's go Pa Howard and the whole conversation, phone conversation at the barbecue and then conversation with coach Yeah, after that was uncomfortable. So we'll go with that. The Joe McCoy stud of Sud smug scumbag move of the week. Let's just give it to whoever made lionhater.com. Yep. I like it. Potentially Joe McCoy. It could have been. We don't know. 
Potentially. Uh, any notable music cues in this episode? Not that I noted in this episode, but boy, we've got some next week. Yeah. Outdated pop culture reference of the week. Anything need to be canceled? Struggling to think of anything. Pa Howard had a flip phone. <laughs> that might that might have to be it because <laughs> this week. I can't think of anything else that was really like stands out that is of the time. Yeah. I mean, maybe like the crudely made website. That's actually a good one. Cause I thought that too, with, with like the animated cartoony mm-hmm. thing and the sound on the webpage, like what webpage gotcha. has sound? Yeah. <laughs> what, what webpage these days has sound that just automatically right, yeah. plays like that doesn't, that's, that's very, that's even like very, like even prior to this. Yeah. It was a little outdated even then. Mm. Uh, okay. Our quote of the episode, I had it. Oh yeah. Real men don't use real weights. Real men fender bench. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. No notes. (laughs) Yeah. MVP of the episode. It's not Vince. No, not Julie. It's not Luke. It's not like. I mean, we'll nominate Tammy regardless, but I don't think it's her. She definitely deserves the nomination, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, it's not a strong coach episode. No. I mean, I think just for the uh, lack of competitors, I think maybe Luke actually does have a case, even though he acted like an idiot with Becky for a while, <laughs> but he had a hell of a game. You know, he worked, he was working yeah. hard yeah, with that's Billy true. Riggins. That's uh, true. And then at the end, like he does turn it around with Becky. You're right. It might be a Luke. It might be a Luke episode. <clears throat> he, he, yeah, he had some missteps for sure. But I feel like overall, great game. Probably put himself actually on TMU's radar. You yeah. Know, uh, gets the girl in the end. So. Congratulations, Luke Cafferty. You are this week's episode MVP of the episode. Okay, episode rating. It's been a little weak lately, hasn't it? I yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I feel like high. we're we're riding a wave of sixes. I like it's 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 all it's good. Yes. I'm never like I never get done with an episode and I'm like, oh my god, you know. That sucked, but I'm also like, I feel like every episode we watch, I get done with it. And I'm like, okay, that was yeah. it. Like, I, yeah. I feel like it just, it doesn't have those, those hard hitting Friday Night Lights moments. There are time, there were times in previous seasons where you finish an episode. And even if like we weren't scheduled to record another episode for you'd like, watch you, another, you'd want to watch one, yeah. you know? Or I remember, you know, like when I was, when Lindsay and I were dating and we were watching through it and it was like, oh, okay. oh God, it's two in the morning, but we almost right. have to watch another one. You that know? was, I mean, the first time that you and I watched with, with right. Jordan Erickson, yes. and like it was yep. two in the morning. We'd be like, let's watch one more. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Just not the case with these. So I felt like maybe this was better. I liked this episode better than the last couple, but mm-hmm. maybe not enough to like bump it up a full number if we've been riding sixes then maybe this is just a strong six yeah i'm feeling this is a six 
All right. It's okay. fine. It's good. Like it, it's never like boring. It's just kind of there. Like yes. it's definitely, I don't know, not what you want out of your like final season. There's, there's not a lot of big moments. There's not a lot of yep. memorable stuff. Like, I mean, and there's something next episode where I was like, oh, I'm actually surprised because that's how like not memorable right. a lot of this last season is. Like, I remember bits and pieces, but a lot of this is almost like watching it over again for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. Uh, let's do some social media shout outs. Oh, that's a good idea. It's been a couple weeks. I know for sure that CJ Arnold had a bone to pick with us. Yeah. So, oh, so yeah. We, can we maybe do have start to, there. We do have to talk about that. I've got it pulled up here. I'll just read what CJ Arnold had to say, and then we can respond. Um, CJ is referring to the season four finale, which we recorded with uh, Mr. Alex Menning. Mm-hmm. He said, y'all's bashing of Lance went completely over the top in the season four finale episode. You were both calling him a piece of for getting mad at Jess, his girlfriend, for saying she has feelings for Vince. Literally anyone would react poorly to their girlfriend telling them that. To add on, your reasoning was Jess is hot and Landry is ugly, so he should count his blessings and get over it. That's absurd. Her being hotter than him doesn't mean he's wrong to be mad about that situation. Again, literally anyone would be upset about that. And one final point, early in this season, you called Landry a POS for telling Jess he had feelings for another girl when they weren't even dating yet. But when Jess does it while they are dating, that's okay, and Landry is still the jerk. CJ Aaron raises some some points here. For sure. Yes. Uh, what's our response to this? Uh, I feel like we owe CJ a response. This is obviously very important to him. We 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 definitely do. I I can I'll, I can start us here. Please please. Uh, overall, CJ, uh, we're doing a bit <laughs> for the most part about how uh, Landry is ugly and Jess is hot, and so I think. Uh, for the most part, we agree that, uh, yeah, if your girlfriend is, you know, having feelings for someone else, you have a right to be upset about yeah. that. Yeah, you definitely. Hey, I've been there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, maybe not like in a relationship, but like maybe in a pursued relationship. And I probably responded worse than Lance uh, <laughs> at least once. So, um yeah, we we probably should have um, approached it more <laughs> uh, kindly. We love Jesse Plemons. Jesse, come on the show. Um, I'll I'll say it. We were we 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 were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> we were. Uh, here's the deal. In we need to acknowledge that Jesse Plemons, although very successful, great actor, uh, he's not an attractive man. Can we just all acknowledge that? Can we say that? Yeah, not, not, he's not like, I say this with love. He is a great character actor. Mm-hmm. He's not a leading man. 
No, that's okay. Uh, 99.99% of the population of the earth, probably less than that is not a leading man. It's fine. Correct. You know who is a leading man? Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan is an extremely attractive person. And I, uh, I mean, my wife is extremely attractive to him and I totally get it. I understand. My wife too. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, okay. Yeah, for sure. Like, uh, so, you know, part of it comes from that, I think of just the acknowledgement, but you're right. He still has the right to be upset. Yeah. He, he deserved to be upset. Uh, I still stand by our, uh, criticism of Lance, uh, during the turning Jess down situation. Yes. Uh, and Jess is, yes. yeah. He, and him being the dick there. Uh, but Yeah. No, and honestly, I think a big part of it is probably just the way it's presented also. Yeah. Um, so no, you're right. You're right. Uh there are maybe like little bits and quirks that are uh maybe added to our reaction, but on the whole, we'll 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 be we'll we'll be honest and admit when we're wrong yep for sure so hey shout out to you cj arnold uh at c arnold 744 on twitter uh appreciate thank you back we we appreciate we 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 are men who uh honestly i there are a few people that i would say this about more than than you josh um and i feel this way about myself is uh, you know, we we are appreciative and willing to accept constructive criticism, and we like it. Yes. So, absolutely. Thank you for bringing this to our attention. I uh, I value uh, truth and integrity uh, quite greatly, and so the truth is, yeah, that is pretty. We we went overboard there. So we did. We did. Uh, all right. So there's CJ. Uh, we also, uh, Tiger Dave, Tiger, yeah. Tiger Dave reaching out. He's uh, glad to have us back on a regular releasing schedule. He also had uh, high praise for Movie Dude 2 recently. Just completely in your bag right now, man. Like we're, <laughs> we're witnessing greatness. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, he has a couple nominations for quote of the podcast. So not quote of the episode, quote of the podcast. One of them being <laughs> Coach Laments giving birth to such a creature. <laughs> and shout out to COVID-19. Uh, yeah, I will say that, that uh, not, I, I said both of those. So thank you, Tiger Dave. But <laughs> I will say that even though I read your tweet while I was re-listening to that episode, I laughed out loud at shout out to COVID-19. That was, <laughs> I did too when um, I was editing it. Yeah. I and I know. thought, do I keep this in? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we yes. do. Uh, Pro Forma also had high praise for Movie Dude 1. You're killing it, dude. Uh, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah, that is... Thanks for reaching out uh, to those of you that did. Uh, we we love it. 
if you mention us, you will get mentioned on this podcast. So at Reliving Lights is where you can find us on Twitter. Let let us know what you think. I like the quote of the podcast uh, idea. So Tiger Dave and anyone else, if you want to submit uh, any quote of the podcast. Yeah, uh, that's a good one. I, I like and, that. And also, I think it's important to mention, even though by the time that this episode gets released, we'll be damn near done recording all the <laughs> <Yeah>. episodes, <laughs> uh, that you can still donate to the buddy garrity cameo yes. fund if you if you send us money we will not only give you a shout out we will make you the sponsor of an episode yes so any amount free will donation uh you can send that to uh a hookman on uh on venmo that's yep. alpha hotel oscar echo kilo mike alpha november or <laughs> K-U-I-P-J-A-K <laughs> on Venmo. Uh, so, yes, we should shout out Austin Ringling. We gave him the, the sponsorship for free and told him he was welcome. If you wanted to contribute, uh, he did. He came through with a very generous donation. Yes. So thank you, uh, friend of the show, former guest of what, season three finale. Three finale. Uh, Austin Ringling, thanks for the generous donation. Where where are we at approximately? That's a good question. Because uh, I got a lot of wedding gift Venmos, oh. so my balance is sitting <laughs> real good right now. We're halfway there. Yeah, I I would say we're safely. We can safely say we're halfway there. Um, Bradley Lee has not increased his prices. I'm looking at it right now. And I so. can safely say that I'm going to put some of my own personal money into oh, 100%, it. Oh, yeah, 100%. So I think at this point we can say it's going to happen. It's going to happen. But if you want to be would, part of it, we would appreciate yeah. your support if you want to be part of it. Absolutely. Okay. That leaves us with our lesson of the episode. So, Anthony, what's the moral? What's the takeaway? What's the lesson that we can apply to our everyday lives? If you're going to be a fan of of any team, any sports team, be reasonable. Be a reasonable fan. <laughs> yes. um, I mean, it's it's sports. You know, um, there's an old Chuck Klosterman article or essay, I should say, um, where he talked about how when he was a kid, he was a fan of the Boston Celtics until he realized like 20 years into being a fan of the Boston Celtics that the only thing that was the same was like the floor of the of the court <laughs> yeah. uh, and like what was he even cheering for uh so i think i think that's that's it if you're if you're a fan of sports like maybe just leave it at being a fan of a team because literally like everything is constantly changing and <laughs> yes. I, everything about the pittsburgh steelers which is probably my favorite sports team like in all of sports uh-huh. uh the one that i'm most passionate about Aside from the Rooney family owning the team, literally every single thing about that team is different than when I became a fan. The head coach is different. Yeah, yeah. The entire team is different. For sure. Uh, I mean, even our Rooney passed, so it's just a different Rooney. Which, by <laughs> the way, did you know that Rooney Mara is uh, like a football dynasty actress? Like, So her like... No. So her first name is named after the Rooney family of the Steelers. Her last name is 
her like other ancestors are the owners of the giants. What? Yeah. Weird. So she is actually related to the Roonies and the Roonies and the Maras. Oh, wow. (laughs) Bizarre. No, I did not know that. But yeah, I think that's, that's my parting. That's my parting. uh, My parting lesson is, yeah, uh, it's, it's just sports, dude. It's, it's literally, it's literally a game. Uh, You, (laughs) you don't have any control over it aside from like funneling them your money as much as you want. And you have control over that too. So, (laughs) yes, you know, it's just a game. Don't, don't go overboard. I remind myself of that a lot. Uh, the first couple years that I watched the Grizzlies, I felt like it, I let it uh, affect my mood. And right. like, you know, if I, the Grizzlies lost like that night and the next day, I would be, at least in the morning, I would be grumpy. I was like, oh, this funny. is ridiculous. Like, uh, stop. <laughs> the day after, uh, you probably won't remember this, but there was a, in 2017, there was a Steelers Patriots game where <laughs> I was watching it in a bar. So we didn't, and we actually didn't have sound on. I think like the music was playing or something like that. Or maybe it was the audio of a different game. But Steelers played the Patriots, and in a last second play, Jesse James, the tight end, caught the ball and like brought it down at like the one yard line. And they called it an incomplete pass because he like didn't make a football oh, move in the process of, of catching it. Yeah. And it lost them the game. And I literally like left work in the middle of the day and the next day because I was so upset about it. And that was, <laughs> yeah. I left work the next day because I was so upset about it. And I went and played Madden against the Patriots <laughs> and beat them just to feel better about it. That is a true story. Wow, so that would have made you like what, twenty eight years old, twenty eight, twenty nine, somewhere yeah. in there. Well, Angie and I, I was, I just was about to turn thirty. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was within <laughs> days of thirty. Yeah, so basically a thirty year old man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get it. Yep, good yeah. lesson, good call. Uh, my lesson would be. Uh, if you recently listened to episode 504, which were a few episodes out from this, uh, we talked a little bit about New Year's resolutions. So if you've made a resolution to get in shape and you're thinking about uh, getting a gym membership, maybe don't. Because let me tell you something. Real men don't lift real weights. Real men fender bench. <laughs> <laughs> Save your money. Go with the Billy Riggins plan. All right. Uh, that about wraps it up. Uh, I've been thinking about something lately and I want to end with this. Uh, I'm really appreciative of, uh, our listeners in the West Indies. You know what? I've also been thinking a lot about this and I really appreciate not only our listeners in Laos, but our listeners in Wales because, uh, you know, we maybe we maybe took the piss a little bit uh, a few episodes ago, and uh, our listener has not said anything to us on social media, and I'm a little bit worried <laughs> oh, no. that he's maybe upset with us. So, Niall, if you're listening, we love you. Uh, I, we we genuinely hope that you're not upset. <laughs> For sure, uh, wherever you're at, wherever you're listening, uh, we hope you're not upset with us, and we appreciate you. 
If you want to reach out to us once again uh, on Twitter, you can find us at Reliving Lights. Uh, we've just got a, you know a few episodes left, but we're appreciative that you have stuck with us this long. Anthony, once again, it's been a pleasure. Uh, have enjoyed talking Friday Night Lights and drinking with you. So let's do it again. Maybe in like five minutes after we both take a piss. Sounds great. <laughs> All right. Count me in. Uh, we'll see you next time for another episode of Reliving the Lights, a Friday Night Lights rewatch podcast. Let's touch God this time, boys. Let's touch God. <laughs>